Hello, true believers. Hi, how you doing? This is Raul with Dade County Comedy, giving you another episode of the Weird Watchers podcast. Make sure to follow our podcast at Weird Waters Pod on all social media. You can email us an idea for an episode at weirdwaterspodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to find out all of our comedy show dates and all of our information on comedy at Dade County Comedy, uh, which can also be found on our website, dadecountycomedy.com. You can also find this podcast on there. It's a pretty awesome website. We have comedy shows every week. Some of the best comedians in South Florida every time at our shows. Without further ado, this is a patriotic episode. Uh, We are in the middle of the 4th of July, or as I like to know it as Independence Day. Uh, People always have like this thing about calling it 4th of July or Independence Day. I like calling it Independence Day. I don't know about you guys. I just, I feel like we're not celebrating the date. We are celebrating what we are doing or what happened on this date. That makes it so important. You know, we celebrate Juneteenth. I mean, it's not even called Juneteenth. It's called Juneteenth. You know, we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Thanksgiving. We don't celebrate the 25th of November. We don't celebrate the 25th of December. We celebrate that thing is happening. At the so that's just something I have a little gripe with. The We are the Weird Waters Podcast. We talk about everything H2O, everything water, and tales, and stories that involve water. Um, some weird, some awesome, some amazing. This, my friends, is a patriotic story. I love this story. This is my first story I remember hearing about the Civil War. It's such an important story about the Civil War in general and something that's very overlooked because, honestly, the, the battle itself was somewhat boring, but it is not only an important moment in American history now, not only, not only an important moment in the Civil War, this is an important moment in technology and just not only combat, but in technology in general. Uh, and it's something that we should celebrate way more. It's something that I, I put up there with as far as like the importance in the Civil War is like Gettysburg or you know Grant becoming the U.S. general at the time. That's these are those moments I like to bring up. The story I'm going to talk to you about, of course, is the story known as the Battle of the Ironclads, either which is also known as the Battle of the CSS Virginia versus the CS the USS Monitor. The story takes place in March of 1862. It is. Honestly, if you're talking about within America, like like the Civil War battles, uh, uh, this is probably the most technological feat in a battle between two uh, factions of the American nation at that time. A quick fun fact about why naval ships and Navy is so important. Usually... The country that has naval dominance or dominance over water, or dominance over Navy, has a more powerful Navy, usually wins any battle, any war. Um, some of the great examples of that is during the American Revolution, we uh, took a partnership with the French. And the reason why is because it advanced and strengthened our Navy and in turn 
Because Britain at the time, Great Britain at the time, was the naval superiority. That's why they were so powerful. That's why it was so hard and so scary to go up against them. But with us enlisting the French in partnership, it actually helped and turned the tides of the war. Um, World War II, of course, our Navy was pretty uh, bombing, pretty booming at that time. Uh, It's a very important uh, aspect of war, of combat, of military is to have a very strong navy. Um, it's probably even uh, of greater importance than having a stronger inf- infantry because you control trade routes, you control transportation, uh, a lot of things you can do on a navy that you can't do with other types of militias. Another interesting fact, probably scary fact, but it's still an interesting fact, is most nuclear warheads are located in water. What I mean by that is that most nuclear sub, uh, most nuclear warheads, and most nukes, missile nukes, are in submarines or naval ships. They are not, uh, uh, besides popular belief, they are not located in silos, and something in the country. Most of them are actually located in nuclear submarines and in large naval ships. It's a fun fact that no one ever talks about, but it's the truth. <laughs> So the Navy in general, I'm trying to say, Navy is a very important thing in any military strategy. I mean, all military strategy is important, but uh, usually in most occurrences, if you have a strong Navy, you usually come out victorious in battles and in wars. So the Confederates knew this, and so did the Union soldiers knew this. The Union knew this. So March 9th of 1862... This battle occurs off of Virginia. Uh, it's between the USS Monitor, which is the uh, Union ship, and the CSS Virginia, which many people may not remember this battle because they changed the name of the ship. And this is actually how I knew the ship. Because I knew it was M versus M because it was the USS Merrimack versus the USS Monitor. So these were two 40-foot gunships. Um that just went to full out, just cannon after cannon, shell after shell into each other. But what was important about these two ships? These were the first two armor-plated ships. Uh, uh, probably not the first two, but these were the first two formidable. Hey, how's it going? Luna just joined me. Luna's uh, one of my dogs. Uh, that These are two ships that are very important as far as that. Uh, they are steam-powered. Uh, they were ironclad, meaning that they're armored. And this eventually leads us to our modern Navy, like how most of our ships are made of metal or of some type of uh, aluminum alloy or steel alloy. So it's a crazy battle happens. Uh, again, it happens in Virginia near Chesapeake Bay. Uh, the battle, uh, has a apparently so March 9th happens these two ships show up in front of each other and they're just bombarding each other with sorry thought my dog got into like the wires of my podcast these two ships are just bombarding each other with shells with just a ton of cannon fodder a ton of just any ammunition they can throw at each other 
but what's hilarious is about not really doing any damage to one another because these were, again, two vessels that were just loaded with armor. This is something new in just naval warfare and in just warfare in general. Um, almost, you can say, like the progenitor to tanks and stuff like that, which is bananas. Um, the interesting thing is people always go back and forth on what happened during this battle like what eventually happened was it that um the confederates fled or was the union army just gave up what most people believe was that the merrimack this is the first time because the merrimack was a badass dominating warship and this is the first time it had to go up against something of similar ilk in the monitor. And most people believe that because of the confidence and the uh, potency that the Merrimack had to like eventually have to go up against its equal, its kin, if you will, uh, it was scary. It was scary for the admirals and, and, the, and the military... Uh, superiors all the time because you don't want to lose the Merrimack either and you're fighting to a draw with pretty much the same ship the same maybe not the same style but the same aspects of the ship it was an armored metal plated ship with tons of cannons um, and apparently they were just unloading on each other for four hours imagine because they were not far from each other. They were like within feet of each other. And they're just unloading cannon after cannon into each other's barges. Doing nothing. It's just a big... In the middle of it, it must have been insane. Like you would probably turn into mush if you got hit by one of these cannons. But because of the armor class of these ships, there was no concern. It was just like basically two rock creatures throwing rocks at each other i don't know what's a better description of it like it's basically a game of tennis almost a game of pong with these cannonballs ringing back and forth um eventually eventually the virginia leaves and goes to norfolk uh neither ship is really damaged neither ship is really like that broken down it was just this was a bigger deal was that this was a little bit of the turn in the tide of the war because the Civil War, I mean, them boys were bringing us the heat. They were bringing the Union the heat. They knew guerrilla warfare very well. They were much more well-trained than Union soldiers in general. While the Union had numbers, the technical and military superiority as far as knowledge and technology went to confederates also a lot of the war kind of took place on their front until got to Gettysburg and stuff like that so this this and Gettysburg were probably the two big turning points of the war where the union finally came came at the confederates with equal to much more dominating power and it's an important, it's such an important moment in American history 
Um, not that either ship, neither ship got sunk. This was pretty much many military professionals and many military experts believe this was fought to a draw. But the fact that the Union met the Confederates on an equal playing ground, this was so important. This was such a big deal to the nation because every battle at that time, the the Confederates were just whooping on the Union. It was really rough. It was really rough. And we needed we needed to to show that, hey, this is not going to be forever. We're going to win this war. We're going to, you know, not only do we have the moral high ground, but we're going to eventually have the military high ground. And this is one of the big turning points of the war. And it's something that's never really discussed that much um, because everyone always thinks of Gettysburg and they think of grant coming into power as as the military general of the union and then uh also the emancipation proclamation you think about those things with the civil war but this is such a important moment in the history of the war um that it's it's just interesting uh, that we don't discuss enough and it takes place again on water water is important man hey i will stress this till the very end of time um, some people may be wondering what happened to the monitor and what happened to the Merrimack or the Virginia. Um, the monitor was wrecked and, uh, was discovered in 1973. Uh, a lot of her guns, a lot of the, the cannons and stuff are still de- displayed in the Mariner's Museum in Virginia. Um, and again, the, it's I'm trying to read if there's anything that happened with the Virginia. Um I'll have to look up what happened to the Virginia really quick. But again, this is such an important moment in the crosshairs of history of what why it's so important this battle. And there's there's a lot of drawings of the battle. And again, these ships are like within distance of each other they're not like far away and it's funny other ships try to get involved and they get sunk because they're wood ships it's literally less it's like literally bringing a knife to a gunfighting aspect but it's truly an important moment in american history and again it shows again the superiority of when you have a strong navy that you have a greater outcome of winning a war, winning a battle, winning a conflict, however you like to describe it. it <laughs> I'm just trying to think of anything else to talk about with the Merrimack and the Monitor. So it used to be M versus M, but then I guess for some reason they changed it to Virginia later on. Um, it's funny because I believe the Merrimack's the one that looks more like a sub, like a classic submarine, like has the little tube um fortress kind of pop out like what you see on the modern day submarine like a much more uh knife almost a streamlined uh barge while the monitor looks like the monitor looks like basically a fort made of metal on the water which is hilarious of course all of this gets streamlined later in later in history and becomes much more uh vital aspect of american history Again, I think 
you cannot underestimate the power of water and the power of once you control the blue stuff. Uh, usually your nation's in good hands. Um, someone's got to answer this question for me. Is Top Gun, is the Top Gun um, regiment or, or squad, are they Navy or Air Force? Because I was having this argument with a guy recently, and I'm trying to figure out what is the actual answer. That would be a great question, because I know that Navy pilots are different than Air Force pilots. So... And who's better? I wonder if there's like some type of internal clash between who are the better pilots, Navy pilots or Air Force pilots. I wonder if that's the same for like Marines versus U.S. SEALs, uh, Navy SEALs, like who are better swimmers. Those are interesting things I think about and concern with our little podcast. So I recommend looking it up. It is either you're going to find it as the Merrimack versus the Monitor. Or you're going to find it as the CSS, which is Confederate, uh, CSS Virginia versus the USS Monitor. And again, neither ship got sunk. A lot of ships along them, alongside them got sunk because they were pretty much the machine gun in a musket battle. They were just such superior technology to everything else. So other ships got sunk alongside these two. And these two just basically danced on the water next to each other for four hours straight, unloading it and uncorking into each other, giving each other what for. And uh, now we're here. <laughs> so it's a great day to celebrate. I hope you had a good Independence Day. I hope you had a good Independence Day lunch or dinner. Um, I love Independence Day. I love the movie Independence Day. Uh, I love the movie The Patriot. I'm very much a hardcore uh, US, uh, USA guy on the inside. I don't know if it's because I'm an immigrant. I don't know if it's because I still believe in the <laughs> in the properties of this country. But I love it. I really do. If you have any cool naval stories, please feel free to share them to us at Weird Waters Podcast. Uh, again, you can find us on our email at weirdwaterspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on our web, I mean, um, excuse me, our social media at Weird Waters Pod. We're going to have them up on Apple Podcasts as well. And, of course, you can always find them on our website and all of our comedy shows on our website, which is DadeCountyComedy.com. Thank you so much and stay tuned and hope you find your weird waters. Take it easy. <laughs>